0: Welcome to The Mountain Gardener with your host, Ken Lane. Gardening can be challenging, but with Ken's tips, tricks, and local advice, you'll reap huge rewards. Now welcome your host, Ken Lane. And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And the harvest is coming off. I don't know what to do with all the vegetables. Uh, but I have noticed a couple things I think I can share that will make a difference in your gardens this week. Uh, I've st- I'm have i starting to find blossom end rot on my peppers. So I added a few extra peppers, uh, vegetables, like in May, first part of June. And those are the ones that seem to be showing blossom end rot. What that is, where the blossom forms, you've got the fruit on the end of that, that vegetable plant that vegetable, and where the flower was, you start to see a black spot, it starts to shrivel, um, and it'll, it'll start to turn yellow, shrivel and drop off. Those are all indications of blossom end rot. What that is, that's a lack of calcium. It's a classic, plants need calcium. You and I need calcium to keep our bones strong. Well, vegetables need calcium to keep their vegetables, the crops, the fruits strong. It's super important. And so what I've started to do, I've I've noticed, okay, peppers, I'm starting my entire gardens, because I know this will spread, I'm starting to spritz them with a yield booster. It's a product put out by Fertilone. Yield booster is a liquid, comes in a spray can, 32 ounce. It's very inexpensive. Uh, I spray the, (coughs) excuse me, the foliage once a week until I see the new fruits coming out clean. Now, once a fruit already has, blossom and rot on it, it's going to, there's no, that damage is done. It's on there. That fruit, there's no way to get out of it, but all the new fruits after that will come out clean. And so it's super, super. There's plenty of, of growing season left. You've got two and a half months uh, of of long, a very productive, very active growing season. So you kind of want to get on this right away. And so spritzing that with yield booster makes a tremendous difference. Uh, so I've, there's actually some calcium. I, you could also put calcium sulfate around. In fact, if it's bad, I would do both. And so you put, you sprinkle gypsum. Gypsum is calcium sulfate. So it's a, it's a active, it's, they, they say that it liquefies rock. It doesn't even do that. Come on, it helps with drainage a little bit. Not a lot, but it helps. But it really has a lot of accessible calcium Available at the root level for those vegetables. So you can sprinkle this powder around there, gypsum. Most of us in gardening know what that is. But in addition, the faster, more accessible calcium to plants is a liquid form. Spritzing the foliage, not the the fruits. Focus on the foliage. And it will take that in and, and immediately be active, be useful to that plant. So do both. Watch that. So you and, and if in doubt, just go ahead and do it anyway, because it's it's notorious. Blossom end broth this time of year is notorious. And so it's something you can really make a difference and keep the production. Another benefit of calcium, it starts to um, it, it gets the walls of your fruits, let's say peppers, thicker. So you'll have uh, richer, deeper, uh, uh, more meaty uh, tomatoes. Your eggplants will be better tasting. Uh, Cucumbers, same thing. So you have more flesh and less seed. So calcium does a lot of good for your vegetable gardens. So I'll go out and just spritz. I kind of like a fairy out there. I'm the calcium fairy. I go just spritz the foliage of my tomatoes, my peppers, my my, uh, uh, tomato uh, uh, peppers, Where am I going? I was thinking potatoes. So there we go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Another one to watch, too. Be very careful this time of year. Oh my gosh. I cannot emphasize this enough. If you're a smoker, you have someone that's in your house that's a smoker, make sure you keep tobacco products, any kind of smoke, butts, Cigars, anything to do with tobacco, don't spit, don't chew, don't do anything in the vegetable garden. There's some diseases, there's some uh, um, uh, tobacco diseases that spread very easily to tomatoes and potatoes. Uh, The uh, the nightshade families, they're really, really sensitive. So that disease, once it gets in the soil, it jumps up on the foliage and it just goes right through uh, your 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 gardens, and this is the time of year when it really gets in there fast. I mean, it's okay to smoke, but be on that side of the yard. But put keep the butts away from the soil. Don't use that those ashes anywhere near your vegetable garden. Flowers they don't care; hey, they're fine. Come on, let's, let's do this thing. I gotta clean the air. I'm blooming like crazy. Vegetables not so much. They're very sensitive, and this is something we don't. The garden industry doesn't share enough of. Sometimes your your tomato plants will start to wilt, curl, fade. They get yellow spots. These are all indications of disease, leaf diseases. And, And tomatoes, basically, they're sugar factory machines. They just create this huge amount of foliage that form the fruits. And it doesn't take much when a plant produces that much, reacts with the sun and photosynthesis that much. Doesn't take much to get it to get a little bit of disease and it just takes over. And so once and there's no cure for it. Once it starts to happen, there's no amount of sprays we can give you. I can maybe postpone death, but eventually that plant is going to succumb to it. So if you're uh, if you're a smoker at all, if you get out there with the guys and have a, a brandy and a cigar, or whatever your your thing is, if you got someone in the house, just tell them nicely, hey, listen. Now, Kenneth, this crazy uh, 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 garden guy on the radio said, don't smoke in the garden. Hey, could you guys smoke over there to the ashes over there? Put your ashtray over there and all will be well. Just outside the garden, anywhere. Doesn't have to be in the front yard your garden's in the back. Just just kind of don't do it in or around. Don't have secondhand smoke. Get near your vegetable gardens. It's it's, it's a game changer. So real sensitive. Uh, Another thing that can help you too, right now, I'm starting to use more phosphorus around my plants. And so the the plants have been producing like crazy. Flowers have been producing like crazy. The vegetables, the the cucumbers, the the peppers, everything is producing, the squash. What will happen is they've been using the, the phosphorus in your soil for about, well, four months now. So remember, nitrogen, phosphorus, potash, that middle number, uh, phosphorus, that's what produces fruits and flowers. And so if the plants are using that to produce fruits and flowers, they can quickly run out and the plants will stop producing. The the, the plant will look fabulous. I mean, big, bushy plants, big, gigantic leaves on, on squash, but the fruits aren't as prolific. That's just give them a little bit of phosphorus, super phosphate, zero, 18, zero. It's 18% phosphorus, granular form. Sprinkle some throughout the gardens, and boom, that plant will just start producing the fruits. So, have more flowers, more fruits, and larger fruits. It's a game changer. So, if, your plant, if the garden seems to be slowing down, and it happens because you've been watering so much, and the plants have been growing, using the soils so much that you need to replenish that about now. So it's kind of a something that's strategic that really you gardeners know you need to fertilize pretty often to get your your gardens to keep producing. Well, the novices don't know that. They're thinking it should be, I said it once in March, get my soils right, and it should be good for the entire season. Not so. The soil is good for the, all the season, but uh, they, they're on a marathon run. You're, they're, they're really producing long, long, keep going. They're, they want to keep keep producing fruits. Well, they're going to take some sustenance to keep that going. So a little bit of a meal, some strategic minerals and fertilizers make a big difference. And you're producing into end of October, 1st of November, depending on your elevation. This is broadcast all over northern Arizona. I would say till at least the first week in November, we are go, go, go. So you've got plenty of time, lots of fruit uh, to come off. I have to thank some friends. I won't name them out on the radio or anyway, they brought peaches in to us. So, oh my gosh, the peach harvest is unbelievable. Oh my gosh, there's so many peaches. And they're so easy to grow at this elevation. If you wanted to plant a pe- peach tree right now for next year's production, great time to do that. If you love peaches, just pick your favorite, put it in the ground, and they're self-fruitful. So You only need one tree to get lots of peaches next year so. But thank you for the bushel full of peaches at the Lane House. Had some this morning for breakfast. All right, we've got Lisa Waters Lane coming into the studio with your garden questions right after this. You've been listening to The Mountain Gardener with Ken Lane, owner of Waters Garden Center in Prescott. Join him every week for timely garden advice right for the gardens. Visit Ken where he can be found throughout the week at Waters Garden Center in Prescott.